Just you get full 360 view. Just what we How want. are you there? I'm house sitting and pet sitting. Where are they? Florida. Oh. Have they been down there since you've been down there? Yeah, they're down there the whole month of April. Oh, I think you got, yeah, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, so went from Mexico to parents' house, just living the nomad life, one house to the next. So, how has um, post Mexico life been for you? One sec, I don't have my headphones in. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's been good. It seems like a lifetime ago, to be honest. Now, um, pretty seamless transition. I was literally back in my apartment for less than 24 hours before I went to my parents' house. So that was kind of annoying. So I got in, like, unpacked enough for a night, repacked, settled in over here, was here for a week, then went to Florida for a full week, and then got back from Florida last week. So it's kind of been a whirlwind, but it's been good. How the, weather's, was, uh... the weather sucked. How was Florida? It was good. It was fun. As uh, Jill and Dan and the kids went down too. So we had a, a house full and just hung around uh, for the week. So it was really nice. Nice to get some sunshine. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And then, Adam, when did you get back from Florida? I feel like I just saw pictures of you with palm trees. Yeah, that was Sunday. So we uh, left Thursday morning, got back Sunday night. Uh, so just a quick trip down there, but it was it, it was awesome. Like the weather was perfect. Uh, so I, I looking forward to having a home base down there uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So you, um, it's like you staying at your parents' house. Yeah. Yeah. So the, nobody was there. It was just Emma and I, but um, oh, yeah, so they're not down there. Not at the moment. They were, um, they're not going to be back until June. They've been doing like a uh, one week out of every month for the most part, the last like what the fuck are they doing going down to Florida in June? I feel like you'd want to be well, in Newport for those the summer months and then snowbird in the winter. You would you and you're 100 percent right. Right now they're still kind of furnishing everything. Like the house isn't oh, okay. like 100 percent set up, so they're still like every time they've gone down there, they've kind of checked another couple things off the list. So they just want to get most of it done. But I agree. I I would say for the most part, they're not going to be down there in the in the dead of summer. You know, for sure. But uh, until everything's furnished, I think they're going to do like the one week out of every month for a little while. And where in Florida is it? Four Myers. So. So we may need to like schedule a, a little trip down there then. Well, I was I was telling this to Jerry. We were watching the seas sweep the fucking Fuck shit yeah. out of that. Fuck yeah. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that, then, that was um, literally like. I'm not kidding you. They played that song that I sent you guys at. Now I have my phone playing my, the game on YouTube TV. People must have thought I was fucking insane, but <laughs> I have the game and I'm like looking down, looking up, looking down, looking up. And like, I'm, I'm like fist pumping. And like, right as we like clinch the game, they play that song. And I'm like, I, I could die. Yeah, like I could literally fucking die. Like seeing us sweep Kevin Durant and fucking Kyrie Irving. And I'm watching my favorite band of all time. It was just I just picture like a slow motion video, like Yeah. Oh my god. Just and the chorus hits. I was definitely like way more into it than anyone else there. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped you get to see him again. But yeah, so any but anyway, like very quick. I had mentioned to Jared, like 
it would be great to have like a, a, a group trip down there. There's five bedrooms. It's so big. And my parents wouldn't care. They want people to use it. So um, definitely in the cards, we should be planning something once, uh, once we're able to. It'll be uh, baby Cloutier and all, all the uncles. I know, right? Hey, that's, that's fine. The uncles just, and aunts. It still doesn't seem real because we don't see you guys often that like next time, other than the Austin trip, next time we're together, you guys are going to have one more heartbeat to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't seem real to me at all. It's too bad you guys won't see Erica when um, we're together in Austin. Cause I mean, it's just wild to, you know, sometimes it's like you forget for a split second and you look at her and it's like, Oh my God. Oh, I can't, shit. You know, yeah. I just yeah. can't believe like, you know, cause it just is like, we're getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah. And you know, she, she'll tell you, she's like, you know, there are every few days she's like, I can literally feel my ribs like separating to like make more room. Sounds awful. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, God, thank fucking Christ. I don't have to go through that. <laughs> and you, you got the easy job. Yeah. Yeah. Human nature is pretty wild. That's for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. You so know what I, you know what I, I just realized, Ty. What? Sorry, not to cut you off, but so Erica's um baby shower is what the fifth of june that weekend yep are you gonna be are you gonna be up or are you are you are you staying no, home? no. Oh, okay I'm, I didn't going know to, I'm actually going to nashville to golf oh okay all right i was just saying never mind it was yeah. a birthday festivity erica's a little close to my birthday i don't know what she's trying to do here but uh june, june 4th yeah you know it's just cutting a little close just saying well she moved she did a june 5th no i know i'm saying she's, you know, Adam wants a birthday week. Yeah, you know, Adam, in, he's high maintenance. She's encroaching on my territory. Here, well, also, saying. I may have missed it. Did you get an invite to the shower? Did I? Yeah. No. So what are you worried about? I'm a, I'm a hundred percent kidding. I was making more of a joke, but no, I'm not worried Fucking at all. No, you were. I was just uh, <laughs> hoping. I was just wondering. I didn't know if you'd be like coming to see family or not, but I guess I guess you are just in Nashville with uh, yeah. Chris. I, I really want to like do a weekend home, but I know you guys are overdue. I know. It's just I'm so fucking busy, dude. Like, yeah, it's like I, I never have like two weekends in a row, like from pretty much now until uh, the beginning of July, where I have it off. So like if I do come home, it'd be like literally a month straight of travel every weekend. Yeah. Which blows. We are going to be home for a week, though, uh, for Adam's wedding, which will be nice. Nice. Oh, good. So, yeah. you know, well, I know Adam and Emma, you guys will probably be away or whatever. But, you know, we'll, we'll obviously be able to get together throughout, you know, that week and weekend or whatever. Yeah. Sweet. What yeah. is uh what is Ty uh Ty what does Erica get for maternity leave? Does she get a decent amount of time off? No, I think she gets like ten weeks paid, and then she takes like two so weeks that? unpaid, oh, basically. Okay, so that's just under like three months, half, ten weeks. Yeah, two and a half months. Yeah, which well, is, come on, ridi- which is ridiculous. Yeah, like you're you're barely back to normal. Like uh, you know, at <laughs> yeah, you're li- literally still healing. Right, right so fucked up you're gonna take uh, the uh primary caregivers leave take the three months no no i don't even know what they give us dude for like maternity leave if anything yeah well they changed it a few years ago to now they got rid of the ma and pa because we don't like to use genders anymore 
So it's primary caregivers and secondary caregivers. Um, and like they're assuming the mother's going to take the primary caregiver, but the father can take primary caregiver if your wife doesn't work for the company. So if you wanted to be that guy, you what do they pay the me? Just like a percentage of my salary, I assume. Um, it's it's fully. I don't know at Schneider. The only person I know who's ever done it is my brother-in-law Dan, and he got paid. he did it. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 took he took three months off when Dom was born. What the oh, when Dom was born. Yeah. Well, I assume he did on the second one just because it's more of a handful, right? You got two kids at home now. Yeah, I don't know what his thought process was. I think or was he like just that. like, yo, I just want a fucking three months. I mean, hey, why work. why not? I mean, and, you're and, fucking your company, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, this he, can all lead this this has to lead into our Amazon discussion, but I mean I know, right? <laughs> I, I think he got paid his full commission and full salary for all three months, if I remember correctly. Look at that. And, and came back and like six months later got promoted to a manager role. So it wasn't career suicide either. Just throwing wow. the idea out there. You can say, hey, my wife, she needs me for three months, baby. Okay. Seriously. You don't, owe, you, don't, you don't owe Uncle Schneider anything, dude. Fuck him. <laughs> I know. Fuck the man. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be the, really the company. It would just be Matt. <laughs> how, how decent's your ISR? So figure it out for three yeah. months. Yeah, just figure it out. Mo, what happened to the aerial view? I feel like my face was too dark. You guys, you guys can be the judge. We, we don't see color. <laughs> we, we yeah, you don't. See- you, don't have, you just have black eye sockets, <laughs> which honestly is not totally different no, from real life. But- sort of. To, on par to, with- to me, my face is super dark. I can't even see my facial features. Go back to the other one. We we don't see complexion here. Much so. better. Oh my Much god, that's better. close. That's close. Jesus, like yeah, I can see, see right, right up, up that, that fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know what's Disgusting. worse. Uh, so somewhere in the middle is back. Oh, yeah. yeah, we didn't even mention that. So we're back. Quite a hiatus. Back in the New York groove. I miss it. I mean, <laughs> it's it was, been a it month, was, right? I was busy, so it was nice not to you know worry about it. Not that yeah, it was anything to worry. It's been about a busy that. month. It's been a busy month. And all right, so I, I was also thinking this, like usually we have stuff that we're texting about that we're interested in that's like an ongoing story i mean like i can't talk about ukraine i just you know i'm sorry to say it's callous to say but like over it i I, I can't have like an interest enough to like talk about it with you guys for a fucking half hour right every week or whatever we do it that's so so that was out right like are there other things that i was kind of missing like over the last month, it's probably been a month since we recorded. Like, I just feel like I we were, I was never compelled to be like, yo, I want to talk about this with you guys or whatever. I don't remember. I mean, honestly, I, like no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Once, like once the week ends, I forget everything. Yeah. Once I drown my brain for three days straight in the weekend, just flushes all of it out the window. So, oh, um, did you do a before and after for weight when you went to Mexico? guess your prediction well you don't, you you don't have to guess my weight for up or down before? like how many pounds you can guess uh i want to say gained five adam did i tell you um, already or no 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 i don't think you did i want to say eight you gained eight pounds 
It broke even. It was the really? exact, wow. exact same weight when I got back. So oh, I consider good. that consider that a victory. I oh, think so. Yeah. Considering yeah. all the delicious food you're yeah, eating. Yeah, you weren't going down there trying to fucking lose weight. No. I mean, no. I I must have eaten a lot to work out probably six to seven days a week in a sweatshop of a gym with no fans. And you 18. still worked out every day down there? Yeah, I joined a gym. Yeah. And uh, but to not lose a pound working out every day in a gym with no AC, I must have been eating quite a fucking bit. I, how are end, you not? Are you how are you not ripped right now if you're working out fucking seven <laughs> days a week for like three months? It's all math, dude. Calories in, calories out. You're eating that I, I, much. I, I, just, I saw you cut down what you were eating. I did. Yeah. So when I got back from Mexico, I started and I'm, I'm already down. I haven't weighed myself since last Friday, but last Friday I was three and a half pounds down since I got back from Mexico already. That's good. So I'm trying to cut weeks. um, Yeah. Three weeks. It'll be three weeks into this week, but I'm trying to cut now for the first four months of the year. I was trying to bulk. So I wasn't trying, (laughs) I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was trying to eat in a calorie surplus. You're not losing weight that way. This is such a journey hearing about Jared's, I, I feel Jared's like I, I do have moments of deja vu because I, I you keep hearing the same things over yep. and over. Yeah, I'd say this is definitely the most consistent I've been with. Oh, yeah. Counting my calories, even like when I was trying to bulk and hitting my calorie targets and lifting weights the most. I certainly don't look like a Greek god, but I think <laughs> I think I'll look halfway decent come summertime for me. You're going to be no. beach, beaching it a lot. No, but enough. <laughs> I want to look good in a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I don't remember what got us on this topic. Well, so we were just talking Mexico. about, we haven't done, well, we haven't done this in a month. That's yes, where we yes. started. Um, so yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think we missed anything like big. It really no. wasn't like juicy, good stories. I, nothing, I don't think nothing worth potting about. I don't think the people want to hear our thoughts on the fed raising interest rates and inflation. So we'll table that for another day. <laughs> Important as, stories. As, ex- as exhilarating as that would be. It is fascinating. I mean, they were people were asking about us. So Tycho? Oh, yeah. You mean after the show they were asking? Yeah. Scott. Scott. <laughs> what did you think of the last episode, man? Can you fucking believe Jared's in Mexico? Did he get his power back? <laughs> <laughs> did he flood his apartment? What happened? I know, right? What happened? Did he get his security <laughs> deposit back? Uh um, does seem like a lifetime ago. So we only had a couple things tonight. What do we want to start with? So we wanted to touch on Twitter unions and wasted potential talent athletes oh yeah oh yeah uh we'll, we'll save the we, athletes we for last i don't know if we wanted to talk about disney too quick that was another thing we discussed didn't that uh, that that tweet i sent you guys like perfectly summed up how i felt about that do you remember yeah. that one? Oh, twitter yeah yeah well no about the disney, the disney one. Oh, about yeah. disney I, I forgot about that tweet honestly. yeah I'll I'll try to find it, but it was just like, yes, like I don't think Disney should have like all these exorbitant privileges. Yes, I don't like that. You know, DeSantis is like weaponizing it against them, yeah, right? And you know all this shit, and I was just like, yep, that's pretty much how I feel. That's as many fucks as I give about yeah. Disney. I certainly didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I assume they had obvious, you know, some extra powers being able to do what they do. But it's pretty wild that they had like pretty much like their own government, their own mini government within the state of Florida that allowed them to just 
bypass tax laws and and speed up building of of you know the projects with the theme parks. I assumed all that. I think most of us did, but it was pretty wild to see how much autonomy they have in their little area. I honestly didn't do a ton of research on it. Like I know they get like ridiculous tax breaks and everything, but yeah, I I read up a little bit on it. Like since 1967, they've had this power. And now with what DeSantis has done, I guess that kicks in in June of next year. And for the people that live in like the two counties that like are that Disney is a part of, they're potential they're forecasting a potential increase in taxes and like by like 20% because they have to pay for all like all the services that they were kind of getting a break on uh, before. So, I mean, it, I don't really care because it doesn't impact me at all, but I mean, it kind of sucked to be living in those counties. I think it's all theater. If it's not going to go into place for another year, they'll find some way to find a win-win after this. Like, well, I, I like some of the things DeSantis does, but he's the biggest fire stoker of the culture war there is. Oh, yeah. He, he sees yeah. one of these things and just runs with it. Yep. I mean, like, I don't think he actually cares. He represents, like, like we always talk about the opposite side of the culture war, like the left, but DeSantis is just as bad on his end. I totally agree. Yeah. Oh, he he's loves obnoxious. it. Yeah. yeah. He makes it so much worse. I mean, like, why why is he even doing it because disney came out against that bill uh, apparently that's that's why like every article yeah. i've read says the exact like just because they made a statement or did they threaten something no it was specifically either in their parks or in their movie it was, I think it was in their parks like they got yeah. rid of gender roles for employees or something like that they got like there was like a part of their like banner it's like ladies and gentlemen boys and girls they got rid of it entirely like anywhere that I would show up in any of the parks. And then they, um, there were like other smaller examples. Like, you guys remember the Pirates of the Caribbean ride yeah. in, in Magic Kingdom? I guess there's like a scene where it shows like a bunch of pirates. Like you're assuming that they're trying to just like steal this, steal ladies. <laughs> and they got rid of the entire exhibit because of what it insinuated, I guess. It's like little things like that. So, but again, you are nothing- like, do you think? Are you telling me you think that's why he is now going after them about this? I'm just saying that's that's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what everything that every article says the exact same thing. I mean, who knows if it's accurate, but it seems to be like he's just got to stick up his ass about what Disney's doing in response to the bill. I mean, that is just so fucking insane. Like that's (laughs) why I I, I can't even care. Like I can't even care. It's just so over the top. But serious question for you guys. That made me Adam's comment about the pirate ride made me think of this. When pirates say they're going to plunder some booty, are they actually talking about like chicks? You think, or think, is booty referring booty, to something else? I think booty is like a broad term for like things that they can just steal. So I guess woman would also fall under that category. You plunder your booty. That's what Adam used to say before hitting the town, going to the trap. Oh God! So let's go plunder. <laughs> let's go plunder some booty. It's plundering time. <laughs> As I walk walk up from safe house. Yep. Those are the days. The good old days. <laughs> Plundering my way through fucking Blackbeard. <laughs> uh. All right. So let's let's get into the juicy topics. Let's start with Twitter, because that's been all the world's been talking about for the last 48 hours. Pro or against? 100 percent pro. 1,000% pro. Yeah, I'm pro. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I mean, I think what 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 I don't I don't really understand like whatever is getting up so upset about because like what do they think is going to happen? I don't understand. Like what's the con about it? It's just under different ownership. Like what's going to happen to it that they are so afraid of? I think the only reason people are getting upset is because they're not going to be the only voice allowed on Twitter anymore. And they're trying to say that another billionaire owning something is bad. It's like you bozos, a billionaire owns every tech company in the world. <laughs> That's how they became billionaires. It's not any different. Right. But like, is there, do you think there's a real reason why they're so upset? Like, is, uh, it, I, is it simply just because he like holds conservative political views? I don't, he doesn't even hold conservative political views, dude. I think economically, it's, certainly. I don't even know what that means anymore. I feel like there's, Economic policy is pretty much the same between liberals and conservatives nowadays. Like he's a member of like the ACLU and like other things that are like pretty liberal and he's yeah. trying to save the planet. But um, I, I genuinely think like most of the people who are having outrages, they either work in media and they want their voices to be the only ones that can be heard. They're the only ones that can be right and not be challenged or it's people who are so brainwashed that they actually think misinformation is like a serious problem and needs to be addressed. Like I saw Ed Markey, unfortunately voted for this clown years ago, tweet like this is another. That's going to be written on your grave. I'm going to make sure of it. Him him and Ayanna Presley, I voted for both in one election. Jesus Blow my brains out. But um, that was a that was a different mo. You got to you just going to forget about that. That was pre pre conservative movement. Yeah, his his tweet was something along (laughs) the lines like. This is a this is a reminder that we need algorithmic justice and uh, and policy to censor information. That's literally what he wrote word for it. Algorithmic justice. He's making up terms that who said that? Ed Markey, Senator oh. Markey. Yeah, like, he, so he li- has no fucking idea what that means. I mean, he could probably barely put his fucking pants on in the morning. Dude. He's fucking ancient. <laughs> but even the fact that he's saying that an algorithm is either justice or not. Like, what are you talking about? Dude? An algorithm does whatever the hell you tell it to do. Right. And he, if he were asked to expound upon stuff, that, yeah. he would not have any idea what to say. No. But I, I'm 100% pro- so, so, all right. So to your point about the media being upset because they're, they want their voices heard, what's going to, what, what changes to make their voices not be the only one that's heard? Like, who's, who's right. not if, being heard from, you know, aside from Trump that, I think it's less about them being heard and, and more about like we always talk about like like that that extremely loud minority out there that gets hopped up on a lot of these like culture issues, for example, and it makes it seem like it's a big deal. But in the in reality, it's just a handful. Well, I say handful like of just a very small group of people like in the millions, but not very big in the grand scheme of things that just make a huge deal about it. Part of the allure, it seems like recently in like the last four or five years is their ability to just gang up on ideas and people that they don't agree with and censor the shit out of them. So I think it's less about being hurt because if they actually understood the First Amendment, they would understand that Elon wants people to just give their opinions and let there be conversations about it. But there's a population that's that lives on social media that lives well, like what would be an example and, of and that censoring. when you're when you're saying they they like to you know gang up and kind of control a message and censor like what would be an example of that 
dude, like all think about COVID. I mean, I, I, that's, I think that's a perfect example. The stuff that was flagged as misinformation all taken this stuff. down. Yeah. Like anybody who would speak out against the vaccines, anybody who would speak out against masks. Yeah. And I hope that doesn't come up again, but that's the most recent example I can think of where that stuff was just snuffed out entirely and accounts were blocked and, and, you know, be, you know, like flagged for misinformation. I think the, this population gets off on that and loves having that security blanket that if anyone speaks out against the narrative, then they're going to be punished in some way where now with Elon at the helm, I hope and it seems that's going to be this way. That's not going to happen. People are going to be able to have conversations like they originally were intended to on Twitter. Like, like Jared said, like uh, the other night uh, when we were talking, it was like, a virtual town center, you know, uh, you know, a community center where people can just share ideas and disagree and, and, and nothing happens. No shadow bands, no nothing. I think they're petrified of losing that influence because I don't think Elon's going to go for that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, they, there was other examples in the 2020 election. Obviously the Hunter Biden story, it was a big one. That whole thing where they blocked oh, yeah. that, they, they wouldn't let that be publicized. Um, there was a guy, is either Eric Weinstein or his brother, I don't remember his brother's name, who started a nonprofit to try and get a third party candidate in the election in 2020, because just like everybody else, like, these are really our two options. And they shut down his, his Twitter page, like two months before Brett. the election. For, yeah, so it must have been his brother, Brett. Like they shut down his Twitter page for this company trying to get a third party candidate nominated. So like examples like that, like there's no doubt the algorithm and the governance of their policies were very one sided in favor of the Democratic mainstream media woke narrative. Like there's literally been examples of people banned for life from Twitter for dead naming, meaning you said somebody's name before they changed their name transgender. You said their previous name. Then there's also threats of people threatening to shoot or like murder somebody that go totally unflagged. Nothing happens in terms of like taking that down. And do you think he's going to truly be able to enforce those kind of changes to make it so, you know, there's less content moderation? I really do. I think for a few reasons, I, I genuinely, because Twitter is a struggling business. So it's only income is ad revenue, right? I don't think that they do a very good job of appealing to advertisers. Um, and I think he almost needs to take like an outside and approach and say, okay, or yeah, how can we generate new revenue streams and not rely on ad revenue? And I think by doing that, you're going to be able to open things up a lot more to not censoring, releasing the algorithm more publicly. Like if he really did buy this with his purpose being, he wants to create a free speech marketplace or town hall because he sees it as a good business opportunity. I think he'd be silly not to. It'd be a bad investment if he didn't do it. Right? Uh, well, like you just said, they, they're like, uh, they sold, you know, out of 38 billion or whatever they sold, they made like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of profit. Like they don't make any money. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a ton of revenue, but they don't profit. Would you guys pay no. a certain amount per month to use Twitter? Fuck Nothing. no. <laughs> I would fuck I would no. I don't need, if it's a if it's a dollar, I would I would not do it. Are I would I would love I wish they would do that. That would actually be the greatest thing ever. 
I would, I, I, would, I, would, I would happily, I would happily pay like three to six dollars a month for access to Twitter. There's so much yeah. information on Twitter. And you're also going to pay another six bucks for our Instagram. I can live without Instagram. Mm-hmm. You love IG. <laughs> I, All the food stuff, the travel stuff. It's a very, I, well, I, very I, different product. I think I charging, love- charging for Twitter would set up would again, we always say a slippery slope because every other social media platform and it won't stop there. You know, everything that we, they would never do that. I mean, I'm just just, saying if it happened, it it would, it would, would I I bet you that, I bet you that he tries to do it. Domino effect. I hope or or maybe, maybe it's a version where it's like, Hey, I think he tweeted about you can pay to have a verified identity. So that way, like, okay, you pay whatever instead of this shitty blue check mark that doesn't mean anything. It verifies you're not a bot. You're an actual person and you have, that next to your name when you're tweeting and stuff to get rid of the bots and the spamming and all of that. That I wouldn't care about because it's still we need to still go on there. And yeah, but that, that could be an option as well. But I, th- I think he's going to literally look at Twitter like who would this voluntarily model pay for that verified check mark just so there's less bots. Like who? Why would the consumer care about that? I think people would use it for, want it for the clout. So when they're saying when they're publishing an article when they're giving an opinion. They have the check mark next to them now that says, okay, I am verified. The same reason people care about verified marks on Twitter now. Yeah, but it's only in media. Like if you're a celebrity, like why do you really care if you have a blue check mark? Like you'll be it, the one with a million followers. Yeah. It's I think it they do. I think I think they do care. Like you hear people at who work at Barstool like complaining they can't get a blue check mark. I think it's just like an ego thing. And maybe know, that's really. maybe verified accounts are part of a different algorithm, so they get seen more and shit like that. Is, is yeah, maybe it could what, be. Yeah. Do you guys think um, Elon actually releases like the algorithm? And if so, let me let me phrase it this way: If he does release the algorithm, so we can see like how the algorithm has been populating things for the last few years, do you think it's going to be? What do you mean, just look? like the fucking raw code? He said he said he's going to release it. Translate that for us. I'm not. But he said he's going to release it in open source, which means people will have the ability to use it and edit it. So if he does it, I'm sure people way smarter than us be able to look at this algorithm and say, hey, here's what was being prioritized. Here's what was being deprioritized, etc. If that does. Don't we already know the answer to that, though? We have assumptions, but we don't know that. Like, I think it's more impactful to know that a shadow ban is a real thing like if there's a piece in the algorithm that shadow ban dave portnoy right and we find out that's real like that's fucked up yeah it definitely fucked up but you know i think i think our assumptions are pretty pretty spot on because everybody has the same exact but twitter's answer on all this stuff has always been no we don't they just lie well yeah so have you you guys have you guys seen the other thing happening i'm sure it's related to it but people are like tweeting pictures or screenshots of their accounts saying, Oh, I just randomly got 10,000 followers or. Yeah. That seems, that seems a little suspect. Like I don't think Elon's doing anything yet. Right. Like I think they were insinuating that these they they've had these followers at all times. They, but in the last few years, no, this is just just hidden. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird because like 10,000 people to just pop up, but I saw a few times and I was curious about it. I mean, it well, makes sense sometimes when like people will drop 5,000 followers in a day because there is what, you know, I don't have any doubt that they do try to get rid of bots. So 
Yeah. Like if, if they find, you know, something they write that wipes out, you know, X number of bots and 5,000 follow you. Like, I think that's a real thing, but yeah, they, you know, that's why that clip, right. That we, that we shared and laughed at about Ari Melber. Yeah. Um, Is that the MSNBC guy? Yeah. Like literally saying word for word, like what they do now to deprioritize information and how many times it's seen and like who they're going to put it in front of and prioritizing other things, obviously talking about one party or the other. And it's like, dude, that's exactly what they do right now. Yeah. So like, you know, they're on the same, you know, on the flip side of the coin, I know they erase bots, but there's also no doubt that there's shady shit going on that. I mean, no I, doubt. I just don't like, I just don't, are we ever going to see a fucking difference? Like we won't know the difference. I think we right. will, dude. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. We really will notice. How, like, how are you going to notice? It's like, just as an example, I think we'll see a difference in how our timelines are curated, right? Like right now, our timelines, half the shit I see in my timeline is not stuff I follow. Would you guys agree? I mean, the only stuff it's not is like stuff that is either like someone, it'll say someone liked this that you follow. Do you, or... do you get the things of like, this is trending in this topic? No. I don't think I so. get that really? all the time, dude. All the time. It's um, these tweets are trending in this topic. It'll be like Elon you Musk. Could, It'll be you Joe could definitely Rogan edit that out. You could you should definitely yeah, be able to so, get rid somehow. Of but but I guess my example is I think we will see differences in the algorithm. And even like we're not big Twitter interactors. We're like we're tweeting at people and commenting on things. Oh, you've been you've been you've been active on that. <laughs> I, I, I saw you liked my two tweets that I did. <laughs> Who was it? It was Zuby. Who was the other one? Who was the last one? It was embarrassing. I didn't think it was embarrassing. The guy who uh, we find it. Like quit his job. Yeah, find that, Adam. I'll find it. He quit his job. I thought I tweeted at Zuby. Who the fuck is that? I don't know the guy that I tweeted at. Wait, when did you tweet this stuff, Jared? It was recently. It was a response. Go Go to tweets and replies. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is uh, from an account called Mister Fifteen Hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. Titled, what's, the ar- what's the article titled? I have quit my job about five years ago. It's been pretty great. You should do it too. And Jared's response is, "Congrats, Carl. It's been fun <laughs> to follow along. It feels like we're celebrating with you." Oh, <laughs> Carl, dude. Carl's the best. <laughs> Who's Carl? <laughs> That's Carl. His uh, wait, read so, that last line again. It's been fun to follow along. It feels like we're celebrating. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've been following Carl probably for like, like three or four years. He originally started a blog. I heard about him later, um, but he's like a big personality in like the fire community. And so is his wife. She has a podcast. And he has a podcast. So like they're popular personalities. I'm not just uh. like. They're not random strangers. <laughs> I mean, you never, t- you felt compelled to, to literally send a tweet. I don't know. I must've been feeling myself. I don't know. Are you drunk? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. Well, now we got the Zuby one. So Z- who's Zuby, by the way? He was on Rogan. I don't know what he's famous for. Okay. So Zuby tweeted out on March 30th, the USA needs a third major political party. It is ludicrous that there are only two. And Jared goes, <laughs> Based on the way they actually govern, there's only one party, and it serves only the donor class and special interests. Zinger. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Tell no, me I'm wrong. You're definitely not wrong. Crystal Ball is going to sue you for copyright. <laughs> well, I don't remember what got us on this topic. Oh, comments, interacting. Like, yeah. if you ever look at popular tweets, dude, I bet you half of those replies are bots. It's always like a cartoon face, an American flag, no followers, and all they tweet is like the same things over mm. and over again in different wording. So yeah. like that'll definitely change the discourse on like who's commenting, who's replying, who's retweeting, whether it's bots, whether it's, what do they call those um, farms like that? They talked about yeah. the dissident that just their job is just cause chaos on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. there's no doubt those are real. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But how do you stop that? Maybe the verification thing. I don't know. Elon will figure it out. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Like, what, what I don't he? even think they do two factor authentication. Right? Like if, if you if you log in on a new computer or whatever, like I don't think so, dude. Yeah. And I'm sure it's by design. Twitter wanted the numbers of users to be as high as possible, the number of tweets to be as high as possible. Yeah. But yeah, it'll no, be interesting. By no means I think Elon's a savior. But I think if any billionaire could have bought Twitter, I think he's not somebody who's motivated by money and material objects. Every company he's started has been about like really disrupting and changing the world. And he's been successful so far. So I'm willing to give him a chance. He's a weirdo, but I, I think he's the guy for the job. Hey, uh, while I'm thinking of it, you got to listen to the podcast called Business Wars. Okay. And they have an episode on, uh, it's like Tesla versus someone, another car manufacturer, I forget. But they go through like the whole history of how Elon got started at Tesla and you know how he changed things it's interesting it was good yeah i like i listen to it when i go to bed so i've made it through like two episodes like consciously so <laughs> but it's good I'll give it a subscription Dude. now wondery i heard of them yeah and like if you scroll through there's like a million different they just do like oh yeah there's a ton of episodes. Ri- rivalries between businesses and stuff it's actually like pretty cool nice that's interesting um yeah, I just I don't know. I'm 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 not expecting to see like a real difference in like my user experience on Twitter. But I mean, hopefully we just won't deal with, you know, the shit where like because we I mean, we follow people that are into this stuff and we see like the people who have gotten their accounts suspended and for what? Because people can go back in time and take screenshots. And, yeah, you know, right. when stuff turns out to be true. And then all they do is just reinstate you and never say a word or whatever, you know, or they don't at all. You know, hopefully we'll see less of that. And then like the Hunter Biden thing was a great example. You know, that was that was outrageous. Mm -hmm. Like and again, like, you know, I don't think any uh, three of us really think overall, like the story in general is anything that would change people's minds. But it was still news. Totally, dude. Yep, it was news that deserved to be reported. And they yeah. literally went so far as to not even allow you to send the story so through direct up. message. So fucked up. And and they don't see an issue with that. And then the story ended up being true. Right. So like, <laughs> you know, that would be that would be a, a good change. Yeah. You know, like there's so much information out there like controlling it like is as dangerous as 
you know, letting it all out there because there's no way to be fair about it. And you end up like censoring the truth. And I just think like freedom of information, man, like it's up to people to, you know, figure it out for themselves. Like we, we shouldn't be worried about like someone being radicalized on Twitter because of what they saw. Like exactly. I, I you know, that's not that, that says more about the person than what you were saying. Right. Don't, if they don't do it on Twitter, they'll do it on Reddit. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a million different they'll, they'll ways do it under be, a bridge. Right. Be addicted to the Internet and fall into places that, you know, feed you bad information. But I mean, it takes a really dumb person to do that. So, I mean, I'm not going to shape my entire content moderation policy around dummies, for lack of a better term. It just doesn't make sense to me. So, all right. The, the, the only other thing I thought was super interesting, not necessarily about Twitter, like that's the first time I've ever seen somebody do a hostile takeover of a company. Pretty fucking badass. It was yeah, wild. Like, it I'm going to buy your company. Well, yeah, it was and, like, it was like he's, do, he, he's doing it. He made the offer. And then, oh, no, I guess. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about him on the board. Right. Because he like they made that announcement. Yeah, he came yeah. onto the board. And then like two days later, they were like, nah, never mind. Mm-hmm. He's not on the board we, anymore. Because when he originally made the initial purchase to be the largest shareholder, everybody's like, oh, interesting. I don't think anybody thought a week later he'd be the owner of Twitter. Like, no. that's wild. Yeah. Is that like officially official? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I think it's pretty damn official. They've announced it. Like, it was a formal announcement. By Twitter? Yeah, I think so. Wow. And they've done, like, they've acknowledged it in Twitter team meetings and stuff like that. That place must be ready <laughs> to implode. Did I wonder see, if uh, employees have been given, be like, a safe rage. space to, right. to, to vent about, you know, how triggered they must be. Oh, I mean, did you see Sagar's post? Yeah, did you see I guess, I guess post today about the lady who's like the legal count chief counsel there crying, yeah. crying in the meeting? <laughs> so she was, I guess, like their chief um, person in charge of like censorship and all of that and misinformation. And I guess she was on Rogan and supposedly it just came across like a bitch. And she was the one who was crying in the meeting uh, where they talked about Elon taking over. I just picture the the something Loren Taylor Lorenz what is it uh, yeah the, the the picture just like <laughs> I just picture that every employee looking like that oh my god <laughs> all right what was our next story Amazon unions yeah right. I think just I think more so does unions in general like oh, we've the, talked it, about that. Are you talking about like Starbucks having a union if it's necessary? Yeah, I, I guess. Thing? Okay. Like Amazon, Starbucks, and all these other companies, you're seeing a big shift right now. You're seeing a, a big change happen, a big movement. The realignment. Don't the don't re- let the Christ- realignment. Don't let Christian Smalls hear you, man. So, how did we start the Twitter conversation? What did we go around and say? Our percentage of if we were in favor or against. We just said a for or against. Yeah, we for or against Elon purchasing Twitter. Okay, so let's let's do the same for this. For or against Amazon and Starbucks employees unionizing. Four. Ty, you go first on this one. For I'm I'm, yeah. I'm for it. I mean, if it was just Starbucks, I mean, eh. I mean, I, I'm all for. All right. So my reasoning behind it mainly is, as someone who's part of a union, so it's obviously a little bias here, and I can't really hide from that. 
it's nice to give workers a say in what happens in their day-to-day lives. And I think lumping Amazon and Starbucks together, I, I think that they should be kind of separated because if you're an Amazon worker, and we've all heard the stories. We don't need to go through them all of what Poop, these pooping in bags, yeah, pooping getting in fired bags. by via email from an algorithm. Yeah, that's a kind of prof- profession, job, whatever that needs worker protection. Like the, those, they are treated like absolute dog shit. So I think it's totally necessary for unionization in a job like that. I mean. You know, and I'm not, I'm not comparing like UPS warehouses to Amazon, but it's a lot of similar stuff. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of the same work, maybe on totally, a smaller dude. scale. They have a union. I mean, yeah. why, why can't Amazon have a union? So I, I agree. I'm, I'm for it. Jared, are you going to speak? Do you want me to go next? Yeah. Are you, gonna, um, are you, are you a union buster now? No, I, I think I have a similar thought to Adam. I, I'm, all, I'm sold on it for Amazon for sure. I think it's a, a good idea. And like for my limited knowledge on unions in the labor movement, didn't it start with like the original like longshoremen and manual laborers that needed protection because they were again getting totally taken advantage of? It was the textile mills and the factories, yeah. you know, in the early 1800s where these people, people packing were ships, stuff like that. 11 year olds working the. The, the sewing, not the sewing machine, the, the, the textile machines where they yeah. get their fucking fingers chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree there. I think it'll be an interesting conversation of like, I kind of see both sides to the less skilled employee or maybe less demanding job market. Um, like even when Stop and Shop had their big strike a few years ago, do you guys remember that? And they shut down a lot of Stop and Shops for a few mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. At the time, as much as it's great now and everybody to have a living wage, no matter what you do, everybody who works a stop and shop is borderline. And Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying. They it's, are been mis- it's been they a while. Mis- it's been a while. It has been a while. From, from oh, the God. top of the rope, Jared coming down. Oh, they're miserable. God. Absolute they haymaker. They, they, don't, they don't make eye contact. <laughs> they're miserable. They're not helpful. And like. What? So they don't fucking deserve a living wage? <laughs> Jesus Let Christ. me finish my sentence. My point is they are 100% replaceable labor, right? They don't offer any real value to, to deserve a seat at the table to collectively bargain. Why? Because you can go find somebody else to, to do that job for minimum wage like every other retail outlet does. Right, but that's the whole fucking point, dude. The so, whole so, fucking point is to make it so that you're not treated as fucking garbage and just replaceable. Hey, we'll get the next. I'm not going to go there, but we'll get the next, no. you know, <laughs> less skilled person. <laughs> um, like that's the entire point of it is like these corporations just have the power to basically make it so that, you know, you're at their beck and call. And of course, like that, that's exaggerated, right? I don't think like... Uh, many workers in the country like around stop and shop are like, you know, slaves whatsoever. But, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with, you know, workers getting together and, and unionizing. I mean, and it, I always forget it, but I mean, we have someone on who's a part of the union. So there are You're certainly pros, now, right? pros and cons. I'm on the executive board. 
So yeah, Adam that's terrifying. Elite yeah. Union leader. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? In uh, dude, public Jared, schools? we could we could tank his career so easily by just like sneaking into one of those meetings, playing some somewhere in the middle, his best hits. <laughs> I'd be done. All those oh, employees are retarded. <laughs> I would wow. be toast. So uh, I guess based on your comment then, Ty, you think every job should be allowed to be unionized if they want to be. Well, where do you draw the line? That's the question. That, that's, that's the what makes fucking it, question I'm asking you. <laughs> that, that, that's why I said I'm on the fence with an employee like Starbucks. Like, Yes. Does should all employees have the ability to be fairly represented to collectively bargain? Absolutely. I agree with you there. All these unions should not get their demands ex- or expect to get their demands. Like I, I have looked at quickly what oh, the Starbucks it's, it's people were compromise, asking for. Right? That's, that's part of the. Yeah. I mean, but I'm in the middle it, of a contract negotiation right now. It's a lot of back and forth. Given but that's very different. You're a teacher, you're skilled labor, you're not easily replaceable. You're whole workforce. With if you have a Starbucks workforce or a stoppage workforce coming to them saying, Hey, we want, and I'm sure this is what's happening 20 bucks an hour, you know, hazard pay, um, you name it, 401k, student loan forgiveness. At some point, it's called a collective bargaining because you're bargaining, and the employer can say, You're not worth that, and we're going in a different direction, of course. So, it's why don't you think that's what's happening? I I think it could be what happens with with like these Starbucks examples. So I guess that that's the wording I used was I think a lot of these employees are unionizing because they think that this means they're going to get a, a living wage and exactly what they want because there's power in numbers. I think you need to have enough value you're providing to the company to be able to get away with that. And, and I don't know if that is with the Starbucks well, barista. I don't think there's any reason to just assume that the union's going to act that aggressively. Right. Like I, I saw, I, I, I would, I, I would, I would surprised. say Adam would argue that the fucking union could do a lot better for them. Right. Like in your perfect world, yeah. why you'd want to make more money. Right. Absolutely. Like you'd want better benefits. You know, you'd want more sick time or whatever. Like there's clearly been a compromise you know, in that case. So I don't see why it wouldn't be that way with any union, because if you're represent, if you're a union rep, your job isn't to like keep people out of work until you're all your demands are met at a hundred percent. It's to get as much as possible while getting your union employees back to work and making money. So they're not getting think- fucking paid when they're striking. Yeah, well, they're not striking right now. I'm just saying, stop and shop example. example. Yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, I I just think it's gonna be super interesting to follow, right? Because to our point earlier, traditionally unions have been skilled labor that are in very demanding roles, or some examples like teachers or government employees or some things like that. I don't know if we've really seen skilled labor. No, when I, I mean, say skill, when I say I know, skill, I, I know, I know, I, I mean like trades, like yes. carpenters, things like electricians. Yeah. I should have said trades. Um, not what he said, man, manual labor. <laughs> but I, I don't know if we've ever seen a workforce that may not be as skilled and is quite replaceable come to the bargaining table 
with union votes. I'll be very intrigued to see how it plays out. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's as, you know, obviously aside from like, uh, you know, a warehouse, right? Which, I mean, you're literally putting your life in some instances at risk, right? Like, yeah. you know, you need injuries. To, yeah. Um, you know, like if, if you tried to unionize, right? Like we, we would say nobody would, want that because you know it, it's competitive and you're all and you're paid based on your experience and your like you said jared your own you know kind of worth right and right you, know, you guys own... would be hurting you'd be hurting your potential doing that exactly in the long run. yeah i i don't know i see it this this is why unions fascinate me because i see both sides to it i agree there's gonna be less room for merit and like stuff like that but like, would it not be intriguing to have an allegiance of Schneider employees sit down with HR and say, these are our demands as a workforce, right? No, because I don't think there's the, I don't think there's a need there. Like, I don't think, what, what are we going to ask for? Is, is there a need? fucking great benefits. We get great could, vacation could, time. Could, could always be better. Could always be better. Jared wants fucking you want, you just live in Europe for Christ's sake. He just wants the summers off. I mean, what what do you think Starbucks baristas really need? The ability to collectively bargain for a better wage. And do maybe think, and maybe healthcare. I yeah, I hope they get healthcare. I agree with that. But do you think they're worth I bad way to phrase, rewind. <laughs> do you think they deserve to earn? Well, you would consider a living That's wage. That's how Jared looks. I don't, at I don't think it matters if we think Scum. they deserve it. I think if, if they can get enough of a coalition of, of workers to, you know, and, and look, if, if that Starbucks location needs to start over, they say, peace, y'all fuckers are fired. Right. We're getting, we're high. The store's going to be down for a week. We're getting new people in here. We're rocking and rolling. Right. I mean, so, that could happen. That's a path, but, right. but, a possible path. But that's why it's not like they have all the leverage. No. Yeah, you're right. In a they warehouse, really there's any. obviously more leverage because, I mean, right? There's not a. I'll bleep They're not going to shut down. There's not a bunch of warehouses. You know, fill the warehouse floor. You know that have that kind of skill. And like, if, yeah. if you ask Smalls if he was on here, I mean, I guarantee, I guarantee his demands are not like very demanding. You know, for lack of a better way of explaining it, like I think it's just very the basics. Like being able well, to have agree, a, yeah. being able to have like a lunch break that you can fit in like a fucking bathroom break in, um, you know, something like the, the the like maybe decreasing the working day by like a certain amount or like the amount of days you have to work. I, I don't think it's I don't think what they're asking for is a lot. So like you got to start small, like you and I think he said that in multiple interviews that we've all heard online and on. on Breaking Adam's going to get like, booed out of his first uh, you know union <laughs> meeting. <laughs> gotta go small people let's let's pump the brakes all right yeah let's hold on yeah we don't do we really need benefits come on like let's just <laughs> hey, chill out there states well, us I, a I, lot. I, I think we're in agreement on amazon i i guess like there the part we haven't talked about is there's a downside to unions as well right i think there's Absolutely. a reason you reason union unions are, are polarizing mm-hmm. i i don't think the liberal arts major barista employees are thinking of the downside of a union as well. I think they're being very naive, and that's that's more where my thoughts are coming from. They're seeing themselves as this uh, impoverished, 
embattled working class like our grandparents were who actually were because they decided to get a liberal arts degree. Yeah, but that's a you're that's an incredible generalization. For sure. For sure. I'm sure a lot that, of that's kind of what I Starbucks picked. are, you know, they're just out of college and they have a degree in something else, but they're just doing it for, you know, it could be five ish years, maybe longer until they get their feet underneath them with. Right. Like you invest a lot of time and effort into that company, whether you're fucking making coffee or, right. you know, sitting on your ass like Jared all day and doing nothing. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, that that's why, like, obviously, I understand. Because, look, I mean, I, I, I would have been famously anti-union, you know, three years ago. Not even three years ago, probably. Uh, you know, I would have said, you know, they suck the lifeblood out of a company. But when you, you know, learn a little bit more about how, you know, much money companies make and, you know, how much they care about profit before anything and how they're willing to, you know cut people and you know uproot their lives and fire them to just change the bottom line that much i'm like actually fuck those guys like yeah i do I, I do think like workers should be able to you know stand together and say look we're not you know to our point right we're not like asking you to pay me a sixty-five thousand dollar a year salary but you know i'm a single mom or a single dad. And I mean, maybe it's their second job or whatever, but you know, like I need healthcare, even if they're not, uh, they don't have a family. Like, you know, you're 27 years old, you're in a transition, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to make up a scenario where, you know, some of these people may be, but like, how do, how do you not give an employee like health coverage? So I, I found the article outlining Starbucks union demands, $25 minimum wage, and mental health plans included in their company benefits, mental health care. And you right. know what? So you negotiate they'll, down they'll from 25. They'll never get that. Exactly. They'll never get 25. So 25 is a lot to... of money for a barista. Of course. Yeah. Just like, you know, we would negotiate. Yeah, but dude, think like about a... how little money getting $20 an hour is. Yes, but I agree. And this is like always the challenge with the, should we raise the minimum wage? Like, you know, what should a living wage be? I, I totally see both sides to it. I'm with you. I want everybody to be able to have a living wage, but at the same time, like if you just lower the floor for all entry level jobs now make fifty thousand dollars a year, you're gonna have to raise everything else as well. And you're gonna have a situation like we're now with inflation or what going on. Like you can't just change the rules like that. These people are not any more qualified, they're not adding any more value to their business. That twenty five dollar minimum wage is now gonna be reflected in higher priced coffee, this, that. Like, so what? I don't think I don't think most companies would be down for that. Why though? They're, they're not they're not making less money. I would so if if you're I guess none of us are like big Starbucks people, but if you were drinking Starbucks, you know, a couple days a week and now your coffee was ten dollars instead of five dollars, would you not be pissed? Would you not go to Dunkin' Donuts or are the, are Aroma the Joe's? No, because because who's <laughs> Who's their clientele? Who's their like bread and butter consumer? City slickers. And yuppies. wine moms, right? And yeah. like people who have money, right? And people who want to be virtuous. Like that's a Starbucks crowd. Like Starbucks, you remember they 
shut down for a day for like you're, the, you're right you know diversity and inclusion training or something to that effect so like if i'm them you know you negotiate down but you know you meet their demands and you you know uh like tout essentially that you know hey we're you know a family atmosphere here it's a worker-friendly environment like you know we're doing our part to help you know give people a living wage and health care like we believe in that and we live to our values just something to that effect like i i think they could totally spin that into a positive now if dunkin donuts does it like their average consumer base is probably not as like wealthy not like in a different socioeconomic status like maybe that doesn't land with them but you know I think there's got to be room for collective bargaining, you know, and yeah. I, I think yeah. even though 100%. I totally understand where you're coming from, because you're right. Like if you just look at it from a pure like skill perspective, right. You don't need any like formal education or training or anything like that. Like you can walk in there, they can teach you how to use a machine for a day and then you're off and running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you don't even need to learn how to use a machine. You can just, if you know how to like pick up a bagel and put it in a bag, right? You're a worker. So I understand that, but that's why I almost see it as like, is you know, are, isn't that the most vulnerable, right? The people who would maybe most need like a little protection from you know just getting fired for like, you know having to skip work one day because you your kid was sick and you had to stay i mean I, you know whatever yeah right like i think that they, they do deserve some level of protection but obviously it's nuanced i think it's important i think it's important to remember too um while we talk about like you know these starbucks employees they're they're fighting for higher wages and health benefits stuff like that management's going to get something out of this too it's not just be like, all right, only the employees are benefiting and we're losing. Like, yeah. they're like, okay, we'll give you that higher wage, but and I, and I, I've never worked in a coffee shop, so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of random things. We may give you the higher wage. He did gonna, way worse than that. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna require You're a fucking you. cone man for an entire summer. Yeah, You're... I might, I might unionize at the yeah. beach. Are you doing what? that again this summer? If nothing else comes up, at least part at least part of my weeks, yeah. Talk to the workers. Just ban them all the all the eighteen year olds I work with. Yes, yeah, so let me let me tell you about unions. <laughs> you ever like, heard of breaking points? <laughs> I'll just indoctrinate all of them. <laughs> um, but like, in order to get that wage, they're gonna they may have to like get certified in like certain things and have increased responsibilities around the store. I mean, they're not gonna get out of it with just getting paid more and doing the same things so that's another thing like you talk about jared like maybe these people may be biting off more than they can chew with being part of a union that they have to understand is that they're going to have their their responsibilities are going to increase in some way with a wage increase with health benefits whatever they end up getting so it's a two-way yeah. street and um, i think you i think you guys are right right the idea of unionizing is more about getting a seat at the table and it is getting your demands and i guess the the more the market dictates it from there but to your point and to adam's real life experience it is not all fucking roses like absolutely and i I think like crystal ball like 
refuses to acknowledge. Oh my god! Or if fuck, she does, fuck I'm that entitled you... fifty million dollar <laughs> net worth right. Indian fan. Wow! I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Ty. Wow! That annoys the fucking shit out of me. There's there's like zero downside to a union whenever she talks about it, and she I mean, Sagar doesn't the... give any pushback either. No, I know. Like, and I get like that they're catering to like because they're supporting the podcast. I'm sure those kinds of people, but. Like these are, I mean, like, I would argue so, there's probably a lot of people who don't too. Well, no, no I'm sure that, yeah, you're right. That, but like, I, that's obviously just how they feel. Yeah. Maybe not soccer. I don't know, but yeah. But like crystal, like is portraying herself as like this picket line. Like I'm at like everyday average person when she's made $50 million in divorces <laughs> over her life, like acting like, I still like Crystal, but it's starting to annoy the shit out of me every time the union stuff comes up. Yeah, because like I, I just like with everything else, she seems to always pause and acknowledge like, yes, and like we know that this is a factor and that, you know, and this, but with like unionization and like labor movement, like 10,000% pro worker. Right. Which like you can be that, but you need, you can't be blinded which it seems like she is she's blinded to you know like and i you'd have to imagine she's talked to plenty of people right who have been in unions but like you know if she wants to come on this show and talk to adam like adam could give you you know a few acknowledgements of yeah this part sucks about being in the union right or that Mm -hmm. so yeah that's you know as we as we grow older, we understand that even our parents lie to us sometimes. <laughs> so, last question on unions for you guys: When we sit here in one year, so what's today? April twenty sixth, twenty twenty three. Did this labor movement have and this union wave have an impact on the labor market? And will we see more other companies unionize and some of these unions be successful? Prediction. I think, yeah, potentially could. Classic Adam answer. I don't know. Potentially. (laughs) So how many? It potentially could, but I could easily also see it. Not on the other side. I can see it not working at all. Um, How many of the Starbucks? How many Starbucks have uh, unionized? Is it just the one in the teens? No, it is a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, like if you have to choose between working at a Dunkin' Donuts. Or a Starbucks where you have benefits and all this stuff. I mean, yeah. Why would you not want to work there if you're in that situation that Ty was talking about, whether coming out of college, you just need a job to make ends meet while you're either in college or just out of it, or it's a second job. I mean, I would much rather work somewhere where I have, I have a voice and I've collectively bargained to make my job, my work experience better. So it depends though. Like maybe you get in there though and you're like, Hey, I'm, way better at this than all these motherfuckers like and there's their milk people for every dollar they make and it's like Man. oh i'm just like basically like literally in line like and by a number there, for a promotion therein lies yeah. one of the major issues with unions which right. we don't have to get into because i'm sure we've talked enough well about that unions, like to me that absolutely is, like, philosophically the major issue i mean totally. it is. it's definitely up there absolutely <laughs> i totally so, agree so the, the numbers are um 
220 stores have wow. sought election have oh, sought, sought elections, elections. Okay. Sought okay elections 16 have already voted yes yeah teens I two thought, have yeah. voted again so 18 have voted total so far out of the 220 okay. i mean they seem to be trending in a Dude, right 220 direction. that's a lot that is a lot yeah even if even if half of those or a third of those unionized that's big adam you need to update your wardrobe and start looking be... like christian smalls Dude, <laughs> Christian Smalls is such a G. The fact that he hasn't changed his style or like swag oh, one bit, that's real swag. He does not give an F. His swag, no. is, his swag is infinity. He really infinity, is. Infinity, infinity. How pathetic was it fucking AOC showing up? But you know what? He took the high road. He's like, we need all the I help know. we can get. Yeah. Good for him. Good for he's him. Not, he's not in any position to be turning he's, anybody away. And I don't think he's political. He like he refused to talk shit about her on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like major props for that. Well, but I guess also when you're fighting to make 16 bucks an hour to live and put food on the table, Democrat, Republicans probably the least of your worries. <laughs> and yes, that's politics. the story of America, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They don't give yeah. a shit about that. No. But the people interviewing him on these news networks, all they care about is polarization just, yeah right yeah sad all right let's finish up with a, a fucking strange topic but no I, I thought it was good because um what's the show that barstool eddie does in chicago dog walk like the... the dog walk oh, they, okay. they do drafts and they yeah. did a draft um and brought up robert gallery i was like well, that's a good one so the, the theme is we each have to pick um an athlete that has what, what was it has it been a major disappointment a college athlete that has been a major disappointment just an or, athlete I guess in general an, i thought an it was athlete just athletes in, general. in general yeah yeah you know. it could be any any sport during our lifetime we said two each yeah i only came up with one so i got to think of a second oh one. my god are we doing uh like a snake draft <laughs> yeah we can do a snake draft you go first i go first okay yeah all right this is a tough thing because i gotta I got a list of like five, so I got to pick one. <laughs> I guess right, I don't so, understand the snake draft part. I, I thought we were just well, picking. It's just, I mean, you don't have to do a snake draft. It's just like usually everyone does a snake draft. If you, when if they you do pick my on one, I'm fucked. Um, yeah. All right. This is probably, this is a very easy one, but just, I remember watching <clears throat> this guy in college and like he was supposed to take, the NBA by, by storm, Greg Oden. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I mean, he was the first overall pick in 2007 to the trailblazers. And I, I had to look this up. Cause I know, he, I know he didn't play very long at all. He had seven seasons in the NBA, but he only played in three of them. Yeah. And out of Couldn't 500, yeah, just the knee problems and everything. You know where he is now? He's actually a coach on uh, Butler's staff with uh, their head coach, Thad Mata. He used to coach at Ohio State, and he coached He coached Greg Oden. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he – out of 574 right, Greg, possible games – Just tell my kids exactly what not to do, please. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Whatever I did, do the opposite. He played 105 out of 574 possible games. And that's only in the, you know, and, and then that includes the seasons he was hurt because he was still yeah. under contract for that. So, I mean, I remember watching that national championship game against, you know, it was him and Mike Conley Jr. against Al Horford and Corey Brewer in Florida. And he was supposed to be like. The I mean, next elite yeah, prospect. Absolutely. Like he they were going to David Robinson. 
Like he, he was, well, he also looked like he was 65 years old when he was 18. <laughs> so yeah. Like in today's, in today's NBA, he, um, he'd be a dinosaur. He'd be like an Andre Drummond kind of guy. But at the time, I mean, he was just a force and because of injuries, just, you know, the poor trailblazers, you know, their, their draft history just continued to suck. So Greg Oden was my pick. Good pick. Ty. Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I thought about him as my other option, but I was like, I don't know if anybody well, other than me actually thought he could be decent. Well, all right. well, he so was just a, a curious, superstar Simon. in college. Yeah. I'm curious. And a, like a, and a first round superstar. pick. Right. And a first round pick. Right. But isn't that more of Josh McDaniels being an idiot? No, Tim Tebow? someone would have taken him like, if not like first round, early second. Yeah, he would have been a higher draft. The best player in college football. He, I mean, he he arguably is the greatest college football player of all time when you talk about his accolades and the awards. But I mean, certainly right. so disappointing. 100%. You expect someone like that to not like that. He he was he's famously bad. Oh yeah, like no, no doubt. Literally, there's like memes on the internet of him like throwing a like duck ball. <laughs> like and there, there was like some literally games you could, you'd played, have to try to throw it that bad when yeah. he played for the broncos there was games where he attempted single digit passes he'd be like two for eight for 40 yards right like dude, that's how, how little they trusted him to throw the ball tebow time dude how fun was that season watching it was magical just, i almost defense... got a tebow time tattoo <laughs> <laughs> that's how much i loved him dude i, I think more because I remember watching those games, like every game was the same. It'd be the fourth quarter, and he would just make he would be shitty the entire game, and he would make one or two plays. And the Broncos defense was they were the true MVP of that season because they just they would score barely any points and they just kept yep. them in every single game. Like, I mean, that um the playoff game against the Steelers when they, they went zero coverage and Demarius Thomas just takes it to the house. I mean, yeah. And then obviously, obviously they got ship pumped in uh, Gillette, in which we were, Jared and myself <laughs> and Mike were in attendance for. Mike almost got into a fight with somebody. Shocker! Um, yeah, what a game! I'm fucked up. That was that was quite a game. I mean, I, I I guess the reason I was thinking of Ty is that like a lot of people didn't did not think he would be successful in the NFL. Yeah, I don't but, doubt that. Yeah, but anyway, like I, I think very disappointing. I mean, he didn't do anything. He had one magical run, which is a lot of luck, and that was it. So he I ended up totally... coming back and trying to be a goddamn tight end. And that Dude, clip of him and played to... minor league baseball. Jerry, right. you got a Jesus. Yeah, what Christ. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is looking at the Blair Witch Project. Is he not playing for the Mets any the Mets minor league team anymore? No. no. He retired last year. Damn. How, how many quarterbacks? I don't know if it was his rookie year or second year. <laughs> Lead their team to a playoff win. And then never start another game at quarterback ever again the rest Dude, of their career. John Elway was a rooting. Stock. He was rooting for them to lose. It's like they can't keep winning like this. It just spits in the face of how football is supposed to be played. Literally uh, went from winning to being traded to the Jets, where he was only used as a special teamer. He was blocking on punts. Yeah. So Obviously, I, I, I love Tim Tebow just with the Gators and all, but. I can't disagree with that. He was extremely disappointing. Yeah. So mine's, mine's a basketball. Former Celtic, a guy who I thought when he was drafted, he was going to be a 
elite all-star Gerald Green. Oh, I, that's Dude, a good one. When when Gerald Green was drafted and he won that dunk contest his rookie year, I just remember like he was very highly regarded coming out of the draft. Dunk contest was insane. Remember, mm-hmm. he jumped and blew out the birthday cupcake candle. <laughs> like he just showed all of the flashes. Classic signs of a superstar. Yeah, all the flashes. <laughs> you know, the blow out of fucking <laughs> candle. And, and I mean. I, his whole career, he like he always showed the flashes of a guy who can go off for thirty points like that, but never put it together. He like started off with us, bounced around his whole career. Last half of his career is playing a one year veterans minimum deals in all these different cities. Then like another good year, and then go back to being a bum. Another good year, go back to being a bum. And I, I just like I believed in my heart. We Celtics were so bad when we had him. He was a high lottery pick. I was like I believed in my heart. He like he's gonna be an all star. And just never materialized. You remember his second stint with the Celtics, though? Was yeah. He wasn't bad. He was a good no. role player. That's what I mean. He turned into a decent role player. He just had, like, the sickest dunks. Like, and pretty much all end, he could do. he was a good shooter, too. Yeah. He actually ended up being okay at the end. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, not what he was supposed to be. Yeah. So rest in peace, Gerald Green. All right. Well, Snake Draft. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I don't have my second one. I got to go last. All right. Ty? No, go back to you, dumbass. No, a snake draft. Oh. No, that is fine. I'll go. No, we'll do a traditional draft. All right, traditional draft. All right. Um, Again, mine aren't like, I don't feel like, because we all love sports, so like these aren't going to surprise anybody. Um, The other one I had, mix it up, so not. I had a couple basketball, go to football, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell. Um, I that think was it was too easy. That's an easy one. I know, it, but it's where's the creativity stink? I have others. I can <laughs> give you others. But give me another I, one. Give me another that's one. My, all right, uh, Freddie, you do. The fuck is that? You don't remember Freddie? You do? No. Did you did you just Google most no, disappointing no, athlete? Dude. No. <laughs> I I I I remember Freddie. I, I haven't heard his name in about ten years, but I do right, remember right. Freddie. Do so. The only things I know, and this is why I, I did not. I didn't look it up because like this is all I remember. He was he was supposed to be like the American Messi, no, the the American Pele, or Pele, whatever. He was supposed like the to be OG. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the second coming of of like whoever the greatest soccer player of all time, I guess Pele. Yeah. And he was 14 years old when he was signed by, I think like, I, I don't know if it was the U S it might've been the men's national team. And he was supposed to put like men's soccer on the map, which and we don't know a lot about soccer. We're not soccer heads here at all, but we know that U S men's soccer is a complete afterthought more so than baseball. Like it's bad. And he was supposed to like propel the the United States to new heights and, you know, break their like world cup drow and like, in terms of like just making the world cup. And he ended up doing jack shit. He just, he was just an average Joe. But I I remember when we were younger, like that's all anyone talked about in terms of soccer. Um, He was on the cover of sports illustrated and all the magazines and everything. I remember him, but Jamarcus Russell. I mean, I remember, the Sugar Bowl when they played Brady Quinn, Notre Dame, Jeff Samarjan, like that team. And he just tore him up and everyone just assumed like they would show the video of him like on his knees from the goal line and yeah. throwing it 80 fucking yards down the field like a machine. 
Um, and then it turned out, I think he held out. Didn't he help hold out like his rookie year? He didn't even, play I, don't right even away. I don't even remember. And it turned out like he, like he got sent film and they sent him film of like other games to just test him apparently to see if he was actually watching the film. And, and he, and it just like exposed him for like just a lazy piece of shit that just, I think he played three years in the NFL and he was, I mean, Mel, you know, like there's clips of Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, all these. Hey, who are we talking experts. about now? Adam, Adam went on to Jamarcus Russell. Right? I went back, oh, shit. Well, I went back, back to Jamarcus Russell. Adam's uh, like, I want two picks. <laughs> well, you all get mad at Jamarcus Russell. So I had to get Freddie to do, but I couldn't just. So you just had to come Russell. back to, to what I had to come back to Jamarcus That's Russell. That's Adam yes. logic if I've ever heard it. Yes. So very disappointing. Probably the most disappointing quarterback in our lifetime. You can say, yeah, you can argue that. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I have others, but I, I won't share them. <laughs> All right, give us one more. Do you really want to hear no, one more? No, no, okay, no. I was going to say, I'm not, I, I wasn't buying that. Uh, my next one is Aaron Hernandez. That's, uh, that's, I wasn't expecting that, but you're not, you're not wrong. The cold blood. What could have been? disappointment in a different sense <laughs> if he didn't murder anybody he would have been great yeah i mean hey derails your career uh yeah i would say so um i mean they him and gronk were like that that became the model that got every a other team big deal like that year yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a you got a really good extension, which I guess you know for for Belichick to give someone that young that good that big of an extension, pretty remarkable. And like having him and Rob I think out Bell there, was I just mean, held a gunpoint. Now that we think probably, about it, probably, yeah. But yeah, like GMs were trying to copy like like the dual tight end offense, you know, after that because of how good he was, and he was awesome at Florida. I mean, talk about Tim Tebow. You know, part of his success was thrown to that fucking convict, and he was. <laughs> Team like full of a, convicts. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, that was talk about a talk about a um, like team a, full of convicts, longest yard kind of team. You know, <laughs> just literally just murderers left and right, and just terrible people. But yeah, yeah I think it's a good one, Ty. I, I wasn't thinking that in that direction, but definitely disappointing. You, you guys are second one. Yeah, you're not gonna like it, but I'm gonna say it anyways. <sighs> it's, it's it's baseball. Clay Buckles. Oh, my, my big, big right. disappoint, disappointing Clay. That's definitely a good one, though. Yeah, it is. Pitched a pitch to no hitter in his second start. At the time, was I think like the fifth or sixth ranked prospect in all of baseball, and just could never stay healthy. This dude is probably 165 pounds, soaking wet at six feet tall, 180. I don't know. And just year after year, kind of same story. It would flash for half of a season, get hurt. Would come back, would suck. And he, he was out. You had his back every year, though. Hey, you, I, he was I your number one MySpace friend. I rooted for him every year. That's for sure. Um, he he <laughs> was out of the MySpace friend. He, he was. Yeah. He was out of the league, I think, by the time he was in his early 30s, which is pretty disappointing for a guy whose stuff was that good. He just injuries after injuries. He's got nothing left. Yeah. So he kind of looks like a crack addict. Yeah, he, he was. I don't know where he went to school, but he also got kicked out of college for stealing laptops. He took the Cam Newton route. <laughs> Cam Newton, great guy. That's, that's solid. That's solid company right there. 
All right, just uh, tell that you don't need to go into great detail. I won't. Just tell us I won't. the names of who these other people were. Darko Militich. Ooh, that's a good one. Darko. Sebastian, Sebastian Telfair. I thought of him as well. Supposed to be the chosen one. He was on the um, cover of ESPN magazine. Yep. And, and this one's going to hit home for uh, Celtics fans. Can you guess what I'm going to say, Jared? Len Bias. Well, no, I meant in our in our lifetime. Um, I'm not going to hold Len Bias. I'm not going to hold that against Len Bias. Grateful friends. Al Jefferson. Jeff Green. Yeah, he was a pretty big disappointment. He's for still fucking Green. starting in the playoffs. Somehow, somehow he's still <laughs> had, a Ger- had a Gerald Green esque career, just turned into a pure journeyman. Yeah, you guys may. I think I don't think it was a playoff game, but it was when LeBron was still on the Heat. And Jeff Green was like playing significant minutes at the time, and he went off for like forty like, something. I remember points. that game. Yeah, yeah. 40 and it was points. like I remember watching it. Like this is what I mean, not forty points a night, but like where the fuck has this been? He would do that. And remember then he when he had that game against Miami terrible. where he scored like sixty points or fifty something. That's points. literally what Adam I, just said. That's oh, what he said. I, that's I, the game. I, yeah. I, I tuned you out. Sorry. You just yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm used to it. You you just Adam. Did we watch that together or no? I don't know. I don't know. I remember being a while ago. in my house watching it, but I remember being oh, like, okay. he's going to do this, and then he'll score like nine points, five points, 11 points, explode for 30. He was just never able to put it together. That was like the Kendrick Perkins trade that was kind of controversial, and some say not one of Danny Ainge's better moves. But, I also uh, had, uh, just because it's near and dear to me and pisses me off, is Nikhil Harry. Oh, God, yeah. What a bum. <laughs> Deciding to not go to training camp, mini camp right now, whatever they call it. Yeah, he's like, just dude, sucks. Like, yeah, voluntary, but not like wink, wink, voluntary. Not, not, Especially not when, when you suck, dude. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, you should be the one that that's going. Yeah, I think if he you're was... Tom fucking Brady, you know, but dude, like you're a first round draft pick and you literally aren't even, even on the field. Yeah, he's not even going to make the team this year. Jared, who's so. who's the who's the receiver that played for the Seahawks? The the giant receiver that really just couldn't do anything. He played for USC. Was it Mike Williams? So there was there was two Mike Williams. Um, Dwayne Jarrett. Oh no! But I I actually have him. They, they were too, the, but I didn't. Yeah. You guys, I, I didn't think you guys would want to hear about that because it's Panthers. Mike, Mike Williams was drafted by the Lions. Maybe he played for the Seahawks later. I'm thinking of another. I might be thinking of another. I'm gonna look it up. Not that it's important, but he was like. But the reason I brought that up is because um, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, right here. He was. Yeah, he played for the Seahawks. Um, but he was. Uh, what was his name? He, yeah, can you say his name? His name is Mike Williams, but his nickname was Big Mike. How many Mike Williams. Mike Williams are there out it's there? A, There's like it's three. A pretty, it's a pretty common name. No? So you had the USC Mike Williams. I think they might have both been USC, but he was 6'5, 240 playing wide receiver. Yeah, he lasted like two years. Right? Yeah, exactly. But like, I just think of like Nikhil Harry. He's not nearly that big, but like he's slow as shit. Yeah. He can't separate at all. And um, he was able to like win jump ball battles at Arizona State, but yeah, you're right, Ty. It has not panned out whatsoever. Nope, absolute shit pick. Well, we did it, boys. 
Same Mike Williams, confirmed. He played for both teams. Is it the same? I was okay. going to say, is there two guys named Big Mike Williams who went to the same college? That'd be right. pretty ridiculous. So, yeah. Right. All right. There we go. Yeah. All right. There we go. Here we go. Took off a, th- a little three-year break to go to jail and then came back, I think. <laughs> As we all. Yeah, yeah you know. Actually, All I right. think he was on the uh, <laughs> the Marshawn Lynch uh, earthquake team. I think he was on that team. He was there till 2011, so it could have been. What did yeah. he say? What did All he right, say I'm... at the end of that run? Hold my D. <laughs> he grabbed his dick when he fell in the end zone. <laughs> uh... I don't remember. Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, he said, "Hold my dick." All right, nice. <laughs> I love Marshawn. love him sign us off I love you guys